Recording in progress. Tiny feet. Tiny feet. Oh, tiny feet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was not expecting that. <laughs> you are wonderful. I adore you. <laughs> I'm trying to add the art to some of our episodes here. But welcome, everybody, to Frightening Frauen. And we have... No. A lot of listener tales to go through today. Oh, she. Like a lot. I was just going through my email. And so we're going to use this episode to take care of some of that business. A lot of them are spooky, but they wrote them into us. So we will spookify this episode. I can't wait to hear. Does it does it seem sarcastic when I use the tiny hands? <laughs> no, it seems very serious. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> I love the tiny hands. Okay. Oh my gosh, there's so many. I don't even know where to start. All right. There's like at least like 20 in here. But we're going to go with this one first. And this is by... Our friend Al, Alan, oh. sent one in. And it's a little shorter than the other one. So we'll start with this one. And then we'll chat and then we'll go to the next one. Okay. <laughs> in 1999, I was working as a police officer. It was summer. Sorry. It was summertime. About 65 and clear. I received a call from someone entering an empty house. Not a usually exciting call. I parked a couple houses away. As I walked up, I could tell the west and front of the house was secure. As I approached the east side, per protocol, I drew my firearm. The backyard could only be accessed right at the corner of the house. As I came around the corner, I stepped into blackness. For a moment, I was unable to see out of the blackness. I was instantly hit with fear, hatred, massive sorrow, and strangely a perverse joy. Then I was standing at the back door. I had walked about 20 feet. It was again a beautiful night. I have no plausible explanation for any of this. Hmm. So kind of fits in with an episode that's going to air tomorrow on the 30th of of those intense feelings that the shadow creatures can emit to people. Hmm. I wonder if that house had some shadow creatures in it. Oh my God. How many hands do you have? (laughs) I have all the hands. (laughs) They're multiplying. (laughs) (laughs) Those of you who listen on audio, you definitely should go over to video. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if you ever saw the pictures I took with these on uh, OnlyFans where I was like, there's like a whole bunch of hands kind of like near my my crotch. And it's it was so funny to me. Like, I just, How you know, I, I wasn't doing that? anything weird with it, but like just the photo with all the hands. It was just so funny to me. You have to send me that because okay. I think I missed it or something. <laughs> Yeah, that was I, like early on, so uh, it could be. How did I? Miss, I yeah, I would remember that. I think I I, t- I think I like I 
I captioned it like feeling handsy or something. <laughs> oh my god! Now I want to do foot foot uh, yeah fetish things with little tiny feet. <laughs> I've been thinking about that. Like I've been like, what? On my you hamburger. Know? <laughs> hamburger, yay! Put it put it in little puddles of water and pour some milk over them. It looks like he has a second story he's sending that goes with that one. So, Alan, send it because I don't have it if you did send it. Um, okay, so we have, I did read that one on mine. Okay, so we have this so, one. I was going to say my first thought with that would be like a mini stroke. It's possible. <laughs> but also like, you know, like. Were you smelling burnt toast? Yeah, the body does some weird. I've had like moments where I'm doing stuff and I get hit with like a whole bunch of, you know, like feelings. And it's like, uh, for me, the way that I perceive it is that because I'm not able to like figure out why I'm feeling that stuff, then my brain, I just go, oh, what's happening? Am I having like a stroke or, you know? I don't, I don't, I guess I don't go the supernatural route, but I've had, I, like one time I was in um, a storage unit and I was like moving boxes and all of a sudden I started feeling like super weird and I was just like, did I get bit by a spider? <laughs> you know, it was like, I start looking for the things to like explain it and there was no explanation at all for like, I can't possibly tell you. So I, I, you know, I have no idea why I felt the way I did mm -hmm. in that moment. Something for, weird in my body, I guess. I don't know. For me, which I think I talked about on an episode, or maybe it was TikTok, but with my POTS, it causes a lot of similar body reactions to having an anxiety attack without having the anxiety attack. So my body then will try to find something I'm anxious about to make sense of what's going on with what's like my heart rate racing and my blood pressure dropping and um which is what happens when i have an anxiety attack so my body is like oh we need to get into this mode of being anxious mm -hmm. now <laughs> yeah my mouse cells stuff does similar and when i was first sick and had like really severe um mass cell attack like my body would do like some crazy stuff and i had because I'm not prone to anxiety or I wasn't, I seem to be, it seems like in the last decade that's changed, but um, that uh, I had to learn to separate out what was physically happening in my body from how I was reacting to what was happening in my body because they were like feeding into each other. And mm -hmm. um, it was pretty, pretty intense, you know, plus I needed the proof for, because the doctors kept being like, well, you're having anxiety. And I'm like, but I'm not having anxiety. Why would I only have anxiety when I lay on my back? Like Yeah, yeah. That makes <laughs> Yeah, no. That's not supposed to make you anxious. <laughs> <laughs> That's when so I know our guest that talked about um cluster B stuff didn't like cognitive behavioral therapy very much, but it was mainly because they don't like it for cluster B conditions. But uh, cognitive behavioral therapy has helped me with trying to figure out if it's actually anxiety or if it's my body and going through in my head okay well what is there really to be anxious about is that logical like is that something I need to be thinking about right now and then realizing my body's still doing things what was I doing yeah. right before that happened and so it has helped me distinguish between real anxiety and 
my body being stupid. Yeah, I it's interesting because when I learned about cognitive behavioral therapy, uh, it ends up that I intuitively do a lot of the things that they recommend mm -hmm. already. So, as you know, when I started therapy and stuff, they were just like, oh, you've already done a lot of work. And I was like, I just did what makes sense to me. Like, <laughs> well, when you think more logically instead of emotionally, that's kind of what cognitive behavioral therapy is trying to make you do. So when you do compartmentalize things and think about things outside of the actual events going on already, you're kind of already doing it. So that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I, I was a bit of a Spock in my earlier years. I always had a crush on Spock. <laughs> Me too. Pretty much any any like any Star Trek where there's a Vulcan, I'm instantly like, ooh, Vulcan. <laughs> Romulans oh, are okay goodness. too. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, okay, so we do have a little bit longer one here. Uh, anonymous. Anonymous. And it's a second part to one I read before. It's not the same story. It was just they sent two and said this one is nonfiction. This one's uh, fiction. I, or I have that backwards. Maybe this one's the nonfiction. One. Is it from the tentacle tree person? Mm -hmm. um, I write both fiction and nonfiction, but in similar style. This way, the reader can choose to believe this is just fiction if it suits their comfort. <laughs> And yes, uh, the candle comment is about another t true tale. Some candles should not be lit, which they sent me that story as well. <laughs> um, ghosts have a sense of humor or don't play around with a Ouija board. And this is one. So the, to balance the fiction, here is another true story. So this one is true. Uh, okay, so set your way back machine for the last year of the 1980s i was part of a cthulhu mythos fan club that grew out of a science fiction fan club at nmsu i want to be part of a cthulhu fan club <laughs> start one uh the group um, had quite a few odd characters to say the least our halloween presentation had the cops called on us that was probably what happened. Alan went to your Halloween party. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, something about simulating human sacrifice to bring in Cthulhu. <laughs> that may do it. That may do it. Um, it was part of a Cthulhu haunted tour, and you were led to several sites where we rigged up various disgusting or frightening activities, and you quickly ran to the next one. The final one was the rising of Cthulhu, which never really happened. Just a whole bunch of screaming and collapsing of our people, as if something invisible had ceased their, <laughs> ceased their heads and broken their necks. Then everyone runs away. The cops shut us down. It was a little too realistic, even if we were doing it once an hour. How do you kill your own people once every hour? <laughs> I want to... Why, why was I never in parties like this in college? 
my parties were boring okay well one evening was a little more entertaining and got some of our members um that was supposedly not cannot be scared very scared the event involved pulling out a ouija board as usual in my life everyone had been drinking (laughs) oh yes that's how every good story starts um (laughs) I had um, not taken up drinking yet, so I was actually sober. I wanted no part in the Ouija board. Too many weird things in my life, too many weird things in my life, so I really didn't feel the need to add additional weirdness. I feel that. (laughs) I walked over and stood by the front door and listened, ready to leave if things got too weird or jump in if things got too weird for them. I started off uh, I started off pretty slow. You could tell someone was pushing the pointer around. It's called a planchette, sir. <laughs> <laughs> planchette sounds like some kind of like uh, plantain chip. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> um, I scoffed and thought to myself, drunk and thinking he's getting away with it. I tried to discern who it was pushing things around. All of a sudden, while the others still portrayed their nervousness and surprise, one of the members showed concentration and fear. Something had changed. I tried to figure out what. There was a few questions, yes or no, where the answer was pushed towards either yes or no. And then it seemed to pull reluctantly away to the other answer. Oh, so like they were trying to push it towards one and something was pushing it towards a different one. Um, I started paying closer attention. Are you here? Heading towards yes and jumping towards no forcefully. Where are you? It spells out coming. Coming where? Spells out there. Coming towards us? Yes. Why? And it spells out you asked me. You asked for me. We asked for you. Yes. When will you be here? soon where are you right now rio grande is that close by where you guys are yeah (laughs) that wouldn't scare me here (laughs) that would make me laugh (laughs) it's so specific (laughs) who are you um there was a fight over control for the pointer planchette (laughs) as one person (laughs) tried to stop it from going where it was going it's it's spelled out cthulhu you pissed (laughs) him off (laughs) (laughs) i reached out with my thoughts my perception trying to figure out who was doing this but the two most likely candidates seemed to be trying to prevent this not cause it and they were getting very scared. I sensed no presence of evil, not like the thing my wife had summoned in the candle. (laughs) Now we need to read that one. (laughs) Um, There was no sense of malevolence and only a slight hint of humor. It seemed whoever was doing this was trying to teach the others a lesson. I relaxed a bit, though kept wary in case something should happen. The storm outside was getting closer. You didn't tell us about a storm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, Though still distant, the wind 
um, was picking up, all of a sudden the Ouija board moved out, moved to spell out, I am here. And in the last letter, everyone had let go of the pointer and it still moved to now. The door blew open, leaves blew in, and I looked around, yet saw and felt engaged, felt, yet saw and felt nothing but the odd sense of humor. A few had to rapidly engage to the, to the two bathrooms. Someone poured out the alcohol they were drinking and vowed to never drink again. The Ouija board was packed up and put away for good. I only chuckled. I guess someone made their point. <laughs> were there magnets on the planchette and under the table, maybe? <laughs> ah. But you know what they say about memory. That's true. So you're sure it's spelled out now after they weren't touching it? Or was someone still touching it? I don't know. I've only played with a Ouija board a couple times and nothing weird really happened. Yeah, I, I feel like there'd be, if the Ouija board thing was a thing, there would be established, like, findings and studies and stuff on it because mm -hmm. you know but there are studies a... on objects that they not necessarily Ouija boards but objects and like phenomenon phenomena when they move on their own um and so they try to like connect it with electromagnetic fields and things like that but yeah yeah whatever that is it's could just be something we can't measure yet you know yeah that True. other that other dimension that we're you know right mm -hmm. <laughs> that we've talked about that dimension but, of people just living where we live there's this uh channel on youtube it's i don't think it's active anymore but like i used to love it and it's it's a cthulhu puppet and the guy takes like phone calls, people call in and he like, it's like Cthulhu and he's like waiting for his time to come into the world and people call him and ask questions and stuff. And he'll like answer them really seriously, like explaining science stuff or whatever. Yeah. And then at the very end of the call, he'll be like, thanks for calling. I will eat your soul. <laughs> love it. Like, lo it was so funny. Like, I, lo I love that. Like, I don't watch a lot of stuff on YouTube, but I, I definitely enjoyed that one. <laughs> I used to make that, people watch funny. it when they came over. There's a couple of lives I watch like that where they call and they're actually really funny. Like that's not just there's some stupid prankers on there, but there's a couple that are really funny that people either call into them or like they have a line for a specific thing that is fake and people call into it and talk to them and they act like it's this real thing yeah um and then there's another one that they call out to other people and people put in the numbers and they tell them like what to call about and they mm -hmm. do a really good job and they're always in costume too <laughs> um i'm trying to find this news article i wanted to read to you though uh there we go ah here it is found it found it this is thanks to jeremy uh undead papa sent me this uh to read to you <laughs> okay i'm ready i'm i'm thinking this might be the the after the one they sent after uh 
Oh no, this is the second. So I'm gonna have to read this after. Oh, okay. Um, so this was a follow-up on the on the one that they sent me. Okay. Um need to find the original article. Here we go. There's the the wanted one. <laughs> okay, so it's called Mad Pooper Wanted by Springs Police. <laughs> Mad Pooper. <laughs> I'm already like, yes. Yes, the Bud family says it doesn't know how to how it came to this. A local family has spent weeks trying to get a mystery woman they've dubbed the Mad Pooper to stop defecating in their neighborhood right outside their house. <laughs> Kathy Bud of Colorado Springs says her kids caught the woman first mid squat pants down and unashamed. <laughs> They're like there's a lady taking a poop <laughs> so I come outside and I'm like are you serious but <laughs> but recalled are you really taking a poop right here in front of my kids she's like yeah sorry <laughs> just very casually like <laughs> just the way that this is written out is funny um so the family says it was just the first time to actually it actually caught the runner doing it, but it wouldn't be the last. Bud estimated the runner leaves behind human waste at least once a week. <laughs> she says the mad pooper has been at it for the last seven weeks. <laughs> Maybe that's her one thing for the week. Yeah. Uh, she can't she can't help but laugh at the absurdity of the whole situation. Two other times we've caught her. Caught her yesterday. She changed up her time a little. <laughs> a little bit, but she knew she, I was watching, but but said. So she usually comes the same time every day and then switch it up. <laughs> there, there's like the you know, like the the pos the the, the the reasons for why she might be doing this is a, like endless possibilities. You it's know? true. It's true. And I, I have not read the follow-up that I have saved on here. So <laughs> now the Colorado Springs police department is involved. The department is just baffled. <laughs> it's abnormal. <laughs> <laughs> not in San Francisco. <laughs> it's not something I've seen in my career, said Sergeant Jonathan Sh Sharketty. Um, Sharketty. For someone to repeatedly do such a thing, it's uncharted territory for me. <laughs> <laughs> Officers have asked Bud to take photos of the woman to help identify her. <laughs> they say the runner could be facing charges of indecent exposure and public defecation. I'm pretty sure she just needs a mental health evaluation and a good GI doctor. Yeah. Um, I put a sign on the wall that's like, please, I'm begging you to stop. <laughs> she ran by it like 15 times yesterday and she still pooped. <laughs> Bud admits defeat. 
Bud family members say one of the worst parts is they can't figure out the woman's motives. There's plenty of public restrooms less than a block away from where the- she's targeting. This is intentional. <laughs> now they're hoping the story and photos posted online will help flush her out. If you can help identify this woman, you can get in touch with the Falcon Division of the Colorado Springs Police Department. <laughs> Uh, like, I was just like, what if she does this every day, but she runs a different route every day? So that's like on that day, that's her route. And it just happened like most places she has like a safer place to go. So it's not noticed. Or maybe they cut her off and she figured out where they lived. And like, you know, yeah, <laughs> let's yeah, let's discuss this more before we read about her when they found her. <laughs> so uh, the first article I read like a few days ago said and this happened in 2017 you guys so it's not super recent the mad pooper's been found Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but there was a bathroom literally a block away like a public restroom and then there were porta potties which i wouldn't want to go in about like i think it said like two or three blocks away so there was like several places she runs by (laughs) yeah and even if she prefers squatting she could just find a less noticeable place to put her bacteria laden excrement you know oh goodness and in front of children like (laughs) yeah i mean of all the things i we have like this thing where we like shelter our kids from like things that are pretty natural like seeing somebody poop isn't yeah it's only gonna be traumatic if you make it traumatic for them you know because it's natural but like like it is still weird. Like my first day at my last job when I, um, I, ca- I like came in is in San Francisco and literally the first day there's a dude drop trowel, taking a crap right there in front of the bus stop at fifth admission. And I was just like, I guess this is my life now. Like, you know, it was not the last time I saw people crapping in the street. Oh no. There was a spot that homeless people, houseless people who live outdoors, however we word it, uh, they would go and poop behind a dumpster that was right by where where we were parked with the bus. And I'm just like, they just do it just right there. And it's not, not like the behind the dumpster is still visible. Like it's, there's stuff all around this dumpster. Like there's businesses and then there's apartment complex and then there's a street. And so you can see all around this dumpster. Yeah, and they'll just go right back, right back there and poop. There's just a pile of human feces. Yeah, the, it's so like we need better bathroom systems in oh, general. Yeah. Like it's, I mean, it's like water and bathrooms are two things that we should just always have access to. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, we're paying tax dollars and we're subsidizing so many things. Like, like we were just talking about, like the dairy industry, sugar. Like there's corn, corn yeah. soy, soy, yeah. Uh, Any sort of processed foods are, have been heavily subsidized, even though like mm-hmm. study after study says that they're awful for us, and yet we can't put that money into like basic infrastructure to allow like human functions to be supported. Yeah, and there's very clean. So in Portland, they put up these bathrooms that for people, anyone really easy to clean they're close by a water source because you can just hose them out like pressure wash them and all the surfaces can be cleaned by pressure washing them 
Um, and they're everywhere and they're really, really nice. And it was really convenient to have them everywhere that we were like when you're walking in downtown or like downtown Portland, there's a lot of different parks and stuff. And they were at like all the parks and that way people aren't having to go into businesses and bug yeah. them and feel guilty for using their bathrooms. Yeah. And, and really it's not, it shouldn't be up to the businesses to be the ones taking care of all the people either. So yes, it's nice that they have restrooms too, and patrons should be able to use them. But if you're just on a walk, you should be able to have access to a restroom. Yeah. San Francisco had public toilets. Um, they may still have them. I don't know if they have as many of them, but they charge to use them and they still got destroyed. They just got trashed. Oh, um, sucks. Part of it's probably because they were charging. Yeah. <laughs> In Europe, they charge. Uh, it was like two euros for to use the restroom. And that's ridiculous. Yeah, it, it is. When I was in uh, Southeast Asia, they're just like bathrooms all over the place. And they're like stalls with like holes, mm -hmm. you know, like you squat and just go to the bathroom. But it's, you know, they're just kind of everywhere. And I was like, well, this is nice. It makes sense, you know. And squatting also makes sense for how you go to the bathroom. Yeah. We seem to think it's weird because we have toilets and like this whole system for going to the bathroom. But it's more natural and that's why we have a lot of gut issues i mean it's not the only reason but we have a lot one of, of constant yeah one of the reasons we have a lot of constipation in our country is because we don't sit properly to go to the bathroom so we don't get everything out yep and um they have like water well like in indonesia the bath the public bathrooms had sprayers and then uh, but it was interesting because the Western stuff is starting to take over. So a lot of the public bathrooms would have squat spots and then there would be like one Western toilet and everybody would wait in line for the Western toilet instead of the just squatting. And then they all had like bring their own toilet paper with them and stuff like that. And I was just like, oh, this is great. Like, just go in, squat and rinse and go, mm -hmm. you know. Yes. And if Squatty Potty wants to sponsor us, uh, we love you. <laughs> yeah i have four squatty potties now i have a travel one i have my nice bamboo one and then i have my older plastic ones of two different heights that i need to rehome those but yeah so i have definitely. one uh and then i have stools that are in the other bathrooms but i want to get them for all the bathrooms even though i think people think it's weird although i will i'm renting to traveling nurses so they might not think it's weird yeah well and a lot of people that think it's weird they end up with an opportunity to learn about it mm -hmm. and then they're like oh that's pretty cool yeah I, you know i think we talked about that i've turned on turned people on to the squatty potties by exposing them to it and stuff so they'd be like what the hell is this weird thing and i'm like well if you need to poop give it a try and explain to them why and then they and then they come out and they're like wow it's pretty cool yeah, it all came out no <laughs> <laughs> that's the best poop i've had in had in five years Oh, it's just reminding me of that rainbow unicorn poop thing. <laughs> um, okay, so here's the update for the mad pooper. Mad the, pooper. Uh, the mad pooper, a jogger who gained viral fame. <laughs> Is it fame or infamy? I don't know. Um, <laughs> earlier this month, after allegedly defecating on Colorado family's front lawn for weeks, has finally broken her public silence. <laughs> Not with a fart but with an apology <laughs> <laughs> through an anonymous spokesperson. 
Oh, gosh. In a video uploaded on YouTube this week that's since been removed, a man claiming to be a family representative called the woman Shirley and says she's sorry for her actions but suffers from a traumatic brain injury that forces her to lose control of her bowels. Oddly, the man stated that the woman's penchant for dropping turds in public. Who is this writer? (laughs) Okay. The woman's penchant for dropping turds in public is a right protected under the United States Constitution, although the nation's founding documents guaranteed no such bathroom privileges in explicit terms. (laughs) Local outlet KRDO interviewed Colorado Springs criminal defense attorney Jeremy Lowe about constitutionally protecting public pooping, (laughs) (laughs) defecating in someone's yard is definitely not protected under the First Amendment, and it's actually a crime, (laughs) said the lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. Earlier this month, the mad pooper conjured a viral shitstorm after. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Sorry, guys. After After using the Bud family's front yard as a public toilet during her neighborhood jogs, the intrigue um, surrounding the mad pooper, who seemed remorseless as she left a trail of smelly terror in her wake spawned something of a media frenzy as a prize for her vile escapades charm charmin offered her a lifetime supply of free toilet paper (laughs) what she really needs is a supply of depends (laughs) (laughs) which only seemed to further incentivize the acts of pooping in public (laughs) The spokeswoman, a spokesman representing the mad pooper who refused to reveal his identity to reporters, likened the dirty habit to breastfeeding. No, it's not. It's not. It's endangers people because of the bacteria. It's not not the same at all. Like if there was no bacteria involved, we could we could argue that. But like Oh my gosh. Something that Colorado Springs resident Shirley Thevenot doesn't agree with. I breastfed all of my four children and that's just ridiculous. As far as I'm concerned, she said, breastfeeding is nourishing your child. You're doing something to take care of someone. But pooping in someone's lawn is only damaging. Well, it's nourishing the earth, but you know... damaging the environment so that it's not safe for humans and animals yeah if caught the mad pooper should face charges of public exposure and public defecation according to low why are there two separate charges for that i feel like i guess the nudity part but you would have to i guess if you're wearing a skirt and not show i guess okay yeah I kind of visualized like she was just dropping her pants and going and it wasn't like, I mean, cause people don't usually run in skirts. Yeah, that's true. But like, if it was a man, they, they would be seeking like uh, to put him on the sexual offenders list too. So. What? There was someone 
arrested, but it was a guy. Okay, let's see. Nope. I don't think she was ever actually caught, you guys. Mm. Yeah. Got lucky. Uh, Especially with like with all the with phones and all the technology, it's <clears throat> harder to stay hidden. Yeah, it doesn't look like she was caught. How? When so many people saw her. <laughs> I love that there was like an out. There was like, but there was like. Here's the picture of her. It's very blurry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not in the act. I'm so disappointed. I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, dropping. Now I got it. Now I can see it with the shorts and everything. <laughs> but. I mean, traumatic brain injury and, yeah. you know, but I, I feel like if you know it's a thing and that you do stuff to prevent it from happening, you know, like. You would think she has a caretaker or, and it didn't say like she, the traumatic brain injury makes her think that's okay. It just says that she lost control of her bowels. Yeah. But so consistently, I mean, can she just change her route so she's a block further, closer to the bathroom, you know? like Yeah, drink some coffee, wait an hour, go to the bathroom, then go for a jog. Yeah. All right. There's another story. Oh, this one's long. <laughs> okay, hold on. I'm gonna grab. I'm gonna grab a protein bar because I just realized I didn't. I forgot to eat. I got distracted. I didn't eat either. I have some Starbursts. That's very healthy. I will entertain you all while Lee is getting getting a protein bar um, with a melody. Um, <laughs> never mind. Lee spared you. <laughs> I, the benefit of living in a tiny, tiny space. Everything is right there. All right. So here we go. Next one. These are these are pretty good. They're a little sweet for my taste, but they don't have like all the weird crap in them. Um, and my body doesn't seem to mind them. I've seen those at Costco, I want to say. Yeah, that's where I got them. <clears throat> this one's called Angels slash ghosts at midnight i think we're supposed to try to figure out if it's angels or ghosts or something else i think it's aliens all right <laughs> i like aliens angels at midnight at the party they laughed at me up the mountain then they'll see faster faster sharp turns ahead off the cliff I'd soon be dead. Wait. Stop. Tires screech. And maybe I should have read this first so I know how to read it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you came. We need a ride. My wife's with child. Can we get inside? Our car broke down a mile ahead. I'm glad you came. That's what they said. Well, that's a poem. <laughs> I don't know why it took me that long to figure out it's a poem. <laughs> I'm glad it's rather direct because I'm not very good at poetry. I, I get like frustrated. I'm like, just say what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> I think only the first part's a poem, though. Okay. Yeah. There's only a couple more, more uh, little stances of the poem. Driving back, silence. There, a ranger I never passed. 
They all smile. Will you be okay? Yes, I answered. I'll live another day. I still remember dangerous roads I braved. They thanked me, yet my life they saved. When I had left, I looked back, you see. No couple, no ranger. My mirror was empty. Wow, they picked they picked up some passengers and they disappeared. Mm. Oh, my foot. All right. <laughs> the story behind the hidden poem is as strange as the material. The date is 1983 and my last official unaliving attempt at the age of 18. You don't have to say words like that here. We don't censor you, but that's, that's okay. Right. You can say unaliving if you want to, though. Um, I started at age 10. Life was not kind when living in abuse, as you well know. Yes, we do. We very much mm. do. And I would say the first time I thought about it, I didn't try, but thought about it. I was about 10 as well, which is t- I- tragic to think about. Yeah, it's awful. I I went the other route. Instead of thinking about killing myself, I thought mm-hmm. about killing other people. So honestly, yeah, never, I feel like yeah. that would have still been normal for me to think about killing. The it, yeah. And based people. on like when I think about it, I, you know, even though I'm separated from that and I don't think about stuff in that way anymore, to me, it seems completely normal, like and rational mm-hmm. that I was thinking that because I needed I needed to feel like a sense of control and to have like an escape plan, mm-hmm. you know, and that was that was one of them. Yeah, it's horrible. And all of you listening, we understand it. We've obviously been on both sides of the unalive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I definitely have a plan of how I do it, but I'm not going to tell you guys. Not for myself to do it to other people. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, wait, don't call the hospital. You're just going to surprise us. That's awful. Don't do that. (laughs) But if it's the other one. That's different. Then then we get to appreciate your art by being surprised. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, They better not catch me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was graduation day and I had been invited to a party. Oh, I had seen Carrie and read the book, but that was fiction, right? Yes. (laughs) I like the book, Carrie. I like it yeah. better. I like it better than the movies, but the yeah, movies I, I like okay. everything Stephen King. Like mm-hmm. I love his books, uh, you know, and then even if the movies aren't good, I still love them anyways. Yeah. I like the original Carrie better than the new one. Agreed. Agreed. But maybe it's just because that's what I was used to. Although the new mm-hmm. one's weird. It's not. It doesn't. Yeah. We won't get into that. Okay. Yeah. One of the football players had invited me to a party. It wasn't his fault. He had been kind to me always. We'll call him R to protect the innocent and unknowing. He didn't know what others had planned. D and several others ambushed me at the party. They made fun of me, my family being poor, and the fact that I had only recently given up delivering papers. So I was, because you were a hard worker. And you got up early. They were going to make fun of you. You're earning your own cheddar. They're, they're just jelly. Oh, 
So I was a lowly servant to the richer neighborhoods. Oh, because they didn't have to work for their money. Pathetic. (sighs) Any one of the things was painful, but it went on and on and I couldn't get away. It was like being um, cornered by three people and stabbed multiple times by each. R intervened. He hadn't uh, seen the ambush at his home and wasn't happy about it when i hope he wasn't happy about right when the others turned away to him i bolted and ran from the house i was so badly hurting i knew tonight was my last i knew r knew it too he followed me out to my car he caught me by the shoulder and explained that he had never known uh, what they were planning He explained that he was going to ask them to leave so I could stay. I refused, but I couldn't see the, I could see the worry in his face. So I lied. I said I hadn't planned on staying long and only came to see him once one last time. Oh, he'd been a good friend and I wanted to say goodbye after graduation. There was something final in my goodbye that only worried him more. Perhaps my tone, maybe my body language, I don't know. He held my shoulder, preventing me from getting in the car, even as I plan, I was planning what was about to happen. I was laying out every action methodically, but R couldn't or wouldn't let me leave. I tried to reassure him, and he asked the question, forcing me to lie boldly to his face. Are you going to be okay? I smiled and lied. Of course, just going home to play Atari and pick my uh, courses for college. He forced me to lie yet again. Are you sure you are okay? And I answered what I knew he wanted to hear. Yes. I said, he finally let me go and stood there watching me leave as if he expected to see something happen. I was far from his house when I stomped on the gas. I was yelling the same things D and the others said, going faster and faster up the mountain. I was hurt. I was furious at myself more than anything. I hit the dirt roads at a speed well into recklessness. I learned to drive on dirt roads by my grandfather none better driver in the mountains in any weather. And I was pushing my limits around every turn, barely staying on the road by inches. I've been there actually like driving super recklessly, hoping something will happen to me on a road. I know no one else is on. Um, I knew that particular mountain even better than anyone I knew. I knew the turn coming up. It was the tightest outside turn on the mountain and many wrecks from multiple decades lay at the bottom of the steep slope. I stomped on the gas. The engine roared. I, it was all about to be over. Then the headlights hit on a man waving from ahead. I slammed on the brakes and fought to hold the vehicle to, um, to stop in the shortest distance. I slid all the way next to him as I fought to control the vehicle. I rolled down the window and he acted like he had seen nothing that just happened. His right arm was in a sling. I had to stop for him. 
He told me his car broke down just three turns ahead. His wife was in labor. He needed help. And I had to, res- uh, to respond. I took him in and drove ahead. All he did was watch me as we drove ahead to his, to find his wife. The vehicle was easily from the late forties and was in excellent condition. I want a 1940s vehicle. Um, <laughs> I do not. <laughs> <laughs> um, we helped um, her into the back seat with a sense of urgency. I drove them down as I heard her breathing, um, driving me cautiously, um, but urgently forward. Every turn was a was a as safe as possible not a single rock disturbed not a single slide every um once ounce of my skill test tested now safely and expertly every time i glanced in the rearview mirror the husband looked from staring um at me to his wife so he's like watching you until you look at him and then he looks at his wife (laughs) all right um (laughs) I reached the final meadow uh, before pavement and the husband tapped me. There was a ranger vehicle um, there by the road. I pulled off so he could radio the hospital to be ready. The ranger said he could take them from here. I was so glad to have um, done my part. This was my only thought at the moment. And um, they all three stared at me and asked, will you be okay? It was close to the same question R had asked me. I stuttered out a yes, and it was true. I got in my vehicle and slowly left them there. I glanced in the mirror to see if they were following me down the mountain. The moon was full and completely lit the meadow brightly. There were no vehicles, no ranger, no couple. The meadow was empty. And I have never spoken of this to anyone before. Yeah, there's more after that, but we can discuss. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of a lot of stories like that. And it's ama- par- amazing how powerful just feeling like being reminded that you're a part of mm-hmm. the human condition and that you can have an impact can just help bring that the focus away from wanting yeah. to give up. Part of me thinks that when things like that happens, it's usually when you're in crisis that these types of events seem to come up in a lot of the haunted stories that I read that I wonder if it is like something in your mind of, of an aspect of yourself trying to save yourself by giving you something to do that yeah. will benefit someone else. Because <sighs> it's usually picking up a hitchhiker that's lost or a child or something a woman in labor (laughs) and yeah and it i mean that that's totally seems like a feasible thing i mean because if somebody is suicidal they're in an irrational state where their brain chemistry is super whack and stuff like that and the brain does like really crazy things you know i mean Mm -hmm. just look what happens when we're asleep so gosh (laughs) yeah you know and like why why couldn't those those things be happening when we're awake when the chemistry is right Or it could and, be ghosts or aliens. Yeah, or yeah, or aliens that are just like no human. The universe still needs you. 
Uh, so they said, I have always debated what happened that night. I returned to my 20 year reunion, having missed the tenure, embarrassed that I was in a very abusive marriage. Uh, my second marriage. It was ironic. I dealt with the, with D he was now in the Navy and trying to compare rank just in a new way. 20 years and he and the others at the party never moved on. I actually felt bad for them. B left her trash um, on my table and her husband shot her a shocked side eye. I wished I could hear that explanation later. I only shook my head, almost amused at another inability to move on in the past 20 years. The following day, I drove up the mountain and parked one turn away from where the strange events that saved my life. I walked carefully up to that turn. I never reached. I looked down the slope deep into the chasm below amid the rocks and trees. There were the remains of vehicles left because of the difficulty in removing them. I don't know what I was looking for other than that's where I should be. There was the rotting remains of a 1940s vehicle, the same model as the couple's. There, closer to me by only a little, was a 25-year-old Ranger vehicle. The same one? I don't know. I drove back down the mountain thoughtful. My 40-year graduation has passed. I was I still have not returned to that cliff, nor am I sure what or who exactly saved me that night. Oh, that got weirder. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was ghosts. <laughs> People who accidentally accidentally slid off the road and needed something to occupy their time since they're stuck there. Yeah. Oof. Well, I'm glad they saved you. And I know who you are and you are a good person. And I know that I think that those ghosts or whoever they were knew that too and knew that you wouldn't leave them hanging. And so um, you weren't going to hurt yourself in lieu of knowing that that was going to hurt someone else and not get them help so i appreciate you being alive yeah we wouldn't have these stories exactly at, without without having more information i just like at, at minimum we wouldn't have the stories and that's enriching so mm-hmm. exactly um i'm gonna look up strange news now funny news maybe good news <laughs> i uh I think I was lucky when I was in school because I was I was bullied a lot and it, it bothered me, but I always perceived the bullying as being like a shortcoming of the person bullying me. Like I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, like I hated how I hated the attention and how stressful it was. But like at the same time, I just like these people would say stuff and I'd just be like, well, you're dumb. You know, like that person's dumb because they're judging me for this or that. It doesn't make any sense. And um so I didn't you know I'm glad that I had that because I was so um so disliked when I was in school that you know I didn't have any sort of like friends to lean on so I just had my like hatred of everybody else to lean on 
Oh, yeah, for me, I, so people didn't not like me, but they didn't like me. I don't think they knew what to do with me. <laughs> yeah. It was a really small school and everyone knew each other since like kindergarten. And I started going there in ninth grade. So I was already a little behind because those kids had been there forever. And it seemed like whoever I was dating are who the friends I had, like their friends became my friends. And then if we stopped dating, they weren't my friends anymore. So I never felt like I had real friends. Um, but yeah, I've gotten a hold of a couple people who were friendly to me, but we were never like close recently and they always said that they wanted to be my friend and they they felt very similar to me they were also people who started going there later on and they didn't know how to make friends with people who when there's already little clubs going on so yeah we should have been friends the cool new kid friend group did you hear about the chicago woman who skydived at 104 years old Mm -mm. yeah she broke the record as the world's oldest skydiver. She's kind of adorable, too. I don't know if you this <laughs> That is awesome. Also, like, I got, like, a like a Simpsons, you know, like, with the old people in the skin and the, the flapping. It's, that's how it looks on here. You should look up the yeah. picture. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Skydiving is not on my list of things. If somebody paid for it, I would probably do it, but I would hate the anticipation leading up to it so much that I'm not sure the experience would be able to make up for you know the torture yeah uh I really want to go skydiving (laughs) (laughs) I've done the simulated skydiving where you're like in the the wind tunnel and you're like yeah that was fun um but I want to go real skydiving and I was supposed to go for my 30th birthday and then COVID happened. So yay! I was going to go to Lake Tahoe. I'm like, if I die skydiving over Lake Tahoe, I'll be happy. That's yeah. Pretty, that's a pretty There's place. There's probably some go. cool ghosts there to hang out with. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we have to, I have to do research for our stories uh, coming up with the podcast. Ouch. Was that a ghost? So I'm I'm doing the research for those for us. So don't worry, you don't have to do it. <laughs> I just gonna sit there and look lost. We're doing a haunted hotel, so we have to do two of them. Um, so there's one. So we're doing two episodes. <laughs> it's Trump hands. <laughs> um, so we're doing two hospitals one for our episode we're recording with them and then they're going to record an episode for their podcast with us and so since there's only one it won't be weird that i'm the one reading them. okay don't worry don't worry i can send it to you ahead but yeah you can just say i'm your i'm your like your baggage i'm your resident uh skeptic perfect perfect (laughs) you always have to have a skeptic (laughs) at least i'm nice about it you are you're kind of you're like logical about it it's not like you're just turning it down because you don't want to believe in things yeah um why are all the good news articles like 74 days old 
Like that's the newest ones I can find. Yeah, I don't know. I've been saving stuff I'm gonna talk about on my podcast, but like not like good stuff, just random stuff that I find interesting into the world stuff, I guess. All right, let's see. Florida man news. That's always tried and true. <laughs> uh florida man games they're they're doing like a florida man festival of beer belly wrestling and evading arrest obstacle course oh you need a headband for sure <laughs> <laughs> like have them like oh yeah like glue them all on there so they're just like up there <laughs> uh Florida Man Archives. Okay, this one might have some good ones. Florida Man. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> How many hands do you have? I have 10. Okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brevard County, and I know I'm saying that wrong. Florida, a Melbourne man was sentenced to no jail time after being accused of brutally beating a shark to death. Wow. Footage from a nearby restaurant security camera um, at Bicentennial Beach Park in Indian Harbor Beach went viral. According to a Florida Fish and Wildlife, uh, the video showed 34-year-old Brian Waddle. <laughs> fishing then after catching a lemon shark beating it on the head with a hammer and dragging it back into the water he was charged with possession of a prohibited species and failure to release it without unnecessary harm a misdemeanor per the fwc arrest report uh, do you do that? I don't know. Documents show Waddle was sentenced to probation for 12 months in order to pay court costs and fines in the amount of $336. Waddle. By June 2024. In addition, Waddle will not be allowed to go fishing. <laughs> <laughs> He was ordered to make a donation of $250 to the Brevard Zoo and to take the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Shore-based shark fishing course. That is... I I approve of this. Like, you yeah. know, he got, he got grounded. He's being forced to be educated mm -hmm. and to, like, give back. This That is the correct path for dealing with people doing dumb shit. Like, yeah, I agree. But, but the name of this course... <laughs> the florida fish and wildlife Con conservation shore-based shark fishing course <laughs> it's really long and hard to acronym i can't even remember the words to acronym it let's see it's the like, the ff uh, ffwc sbsfc <laughs> that's not any easier <laughs> if i was that guy i would call it the fucking course that i have to take <laughs> Uh, let's see where's another one here oh i know that one's not as fun that one's that one's not funny we want funny ones oh wait wait that one looked funny where were you okay here we go 
Marion County, Florida, a Florida man is facing domestic violence charges after allegedly slapping a woman in the face with a slice of pizza. <laughs> Waste of food. <laughs> like, GV is not a joke, but like, what? <laughs> yeah. Marion County deputies responded to a home. Oh, is that a house too? After receiving a 911 hang up call and possible domestic disturbance as per Click Orlando. When they arrived, they met with 39 year old Ortelio Lazaro Alfonso. That's a name. After the house, outside the house, according to a probable cause affidavit. Alfonso said he got into a verbal argument with a woman. Were they even together? When deputies spoke to the woman, she told them Alfonso slapped her on the side, the left side of her face with a slice of pizza after an altercation over disciplining. Pizza sauce covered the front of the woman's shirt as well as the collar and on the back of her shirt, the Marion County sheriff's office said in the arrest report moreover she had she even had pizza remnants in her hair and her ear yeah was it one slap or was he like yeah like was it was it a big like one of those big slices like because that's a whole lot of you know like like what he did the violence not okay I don't even understand why people argue I don't that like it's not something I do but um also like he shouldn't just get in trouble for the violence he should get in trouble for wasting food just I yep yep um when deputies entered the home they found pizza sauce on the walls and ceiling (laughs) my my parents got into a fight when I was a kid and I I don't really know what happened I just know that there was milkshake all over the ceiling and down the wall for like two months until it got cleaned up so (laughs) uh how do you just leave it there i don't know i I, probably it's probably because i couldn't reach it to clean it because that was usually my job was doing all the cleaning so i still have slime on my ceiling because i can't get it out of the popcorn ceiling I'm so there's since like the ceiling in here is carpet and I'm like so afraid of like I squished a spider and then I went oh no it's carpet and now I have like a spot that I'm gonna have to like scrub clean because there's like a dark spot where the spider was and I'm like what am I you know they're just things you take for no. granted when you know I thought you were plugged in sir we're gonna lose yeah there we go okay we, we made it we made it um alfonso said he threw the slice of pizza at the woman but did not place his hands on her he was immediately arrested for simple battery domestic violence and was brought to marion county jail he threw the food at her he's kind of gross looking yeah kind of looks like somebody that would slap someone with a pizza yeah, would be angry about stuff and and the name he was given, like that was a poor start at life. Yeah. All right. What? Ew, ew, no, not that one. <laughs> Can you send that one to me? You don't want it. Okay. <laughs> Has to do okay. with animal abuse. 
Oh yeah, no, I don't want that. Never mind. No, 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 no. My curiosity is still there, but but it will it will pass. Let's just say a man was doing dirty things with a dog and destroyed a nativity scene in the process. That's oh hmm. yeah, castration meds for yeah. him. Agreed. Um. <laughs> We already read that one, but the one below is kind of funny. I, I don't know. All I can see is the, the title, but Jacksonville, Florida, a Florida man has been sentenced to 20 years in prison for attempting to support the Islamic State terrorist group by posting a video online for how to make explosives. That seems smart. Yeah. And his name's Romeo. Uh no. <laughs> Romeo Xavier Langhorn, 32, was sentenced Thursday in Jacksonville Federal Court, according to court records. He pled guilty last year to one count of attempting to provide material support to a terrorist organization. Why? I don't think they need your help with learning how to make bombs, though. (laughs) Yeah, like the stuff that like, I don't know, this is kind of a jump, but the I, I made the mistake, like, I've been looking at these art videos on Facebook, mm-hmm. and then I made the mistake of looking at the comments, and it's like, it's really so many people, they don't comment on the actual um, content to, like, engage with it and be like, hey, I like your art or whatever. They they comment to show that they, like, know something. Yes. And, and they, like, one-up, try to one-up the creator and stuff. And I just lit- and they all sound so stupid. They don't actually sound like they know what they're talking about. And it's like they're not they're completely off topic. And I'm just like, oh, like, I hope my stuff never gets big enough for that to happen because like it will like. I Yeah, it's going to kill my motivation if I have to put up with that kind of like dummery. Yeah, that's oh, I don't like it. Are you are you hire someone else to, to deal take with care yeah. of those pages? Uh, Langhorn has been a follower of the Islamic State group since 2014. According to a criminal complaint, investigators said Langhorn was living in St. Augustine, Florida in February 2019 when he began communicating with an undercover FBI employee who was posing as an Islamic State member. So he's really in there. He's really in with that group, too. <laughs> Langhorn told the FBI employee about his plans to create a dis um and disseminate an instructional video on making deadly explosives. Triacetone, triperoxide, and complaint said what? The complaint said, oh, out of those things. Okay. Langhorn told the undercover employee that the purpose in making and distributing the video was to arm Islamic State supporters and others with knowledge of how to make the explosive and use it for terrorism-related purposes. The FBI produced a video using Langhorn's instructions, though it actually featured an inert chemical formula that would not produce an explosion. (laughs) 
According to AP Langhorne, received the video in November 2019 and uploaded it to a video sharing website. The criminal complaints. <laughs> he was arrested four days later in Roanoke, Virginia. That's Roanoke. A That's a place to hide out. Um, <laughs> so his explosives don't even work. You're not even a good criminal. <laughs> yeah. You obviously didn't read the cook and the anarchist cookbook. I mean, gosh. Oh my gosh. That is hilarious. Um, <laughs> I love it. I love how stupid people are. Um, there were there was this person I went to school with in high school who this person might be. <laughs> they were they were so they were so um they were god how do i even describe them they were so obsessed with being cool to the bad kids and myself and my friend liberty this guy like had a huge crush on and he knew that we kind of like were interested in pagan and witchy things so he said he was a war a warlock and <laughs> he had a spell that could change our eye color and ask us what eye color we would want i believe she said she wanted lavender eyes and i said i like <laughs> I, I like my eyes fine the way they are <laughs> but like why would that be what you say like you have a crush on someone oh, i could change your eye color i could change something about you yeah <laughs> that's so like I would have ran a, the opposite direction if somebody had been like, I'm a warlock. I would have been like, if, not, if they'd said they were a robot, I would have thought that was cool. But, you know. <laughs> oh, although my friend Liberty is awesome. Um, she makes, she works for a company that makes the, um, that's not the name she goes by anymore, but uh, she makes the Burning Man sculptures for burning man every year she got stuck out there (laughs) that was nuts yeah that was i it was inevitable but it was it was like the i always wanted to do burning man when i was younger but i now i there's it's too it's too big and crazy and i wouldn't it's not something i'd want to do now but yeah i have friends that do like uh the sculpture cars and stuff like that for burning man here and it's cool because you can sometimes like tell which houses are burners because they'll have like their sculptures in the front yard while they're working on them and stuff like right before the like two months leading up to it. That's so cool. I think she lives near you, actually. Now that I think about it. I think she moved up your direction. I was going to say something. I totally like brain farted. That we need to go to Burning Man. <laughs> I'm a little scared to take my bus out there with what happened this year, though. Right. I don't want it stuck in Death Valley. You just plan ahead to like with the possibility you might have to stay an extra week or something if if it rains again. Yeah, that was bad rain, though. Like, that'd be really hard to dig out my bus. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, didn't a couple people die, too? I think they died from drug overdoses, not related to the 
okay yeah that probably could be wrong on that but year. yeah yeah and i'm pretty sure that yeah, i think it just got more attention this year because of everything going on yeah but yeah usually it's... like dehydration is a big issue and drug overdose of course but that could lead to dehydration yeah i just would like to go and take pictures but you have to like basically commit to have a camera that you're gonna toss after because of the dust (laughs) so bad that or have the equipment that's made for going out and doing like nature photography in the desert (laughs) yeah where it's more sealed up and stuff but that was like that was why i like years ago when i was like in my early 20s i wanted to go it was just to go and like take pictures because i've never i've never been like very social like I see like your videos when you go out and do stuff and you're like social and stuff and I'm not I'm not that person like when I go to events like I'm off in the corner people watching and then if I have my camera I'm taking pictures which everybody wants later but like nobody actually talks to me during so um and that's that's fine yeah I mean I'm actually totally fine with it it's just interesting to see how other people experience like things that I I know that I would literally be experiencing it very differently. But I often make people uncomfortable because they're worried I'm not having fun because I'm just mm-hmm. kind of hanging out. And I'm like, no, I'm having fun. I'm just doing my own thing. Like that's how like in Sesame Street, you know, one yeah. of these kids is doing his own thing. <laughs> now that reminded me of your your uh interview with a vampire. <laughs> I watched the first episode. Uh, uh. Oh, did you? Yeah, now I have to go pay for watching the rest of it. (laughs) No, that's rude. There's another show I want to watch that's on there too, though. So I might just wait for it to be all like both of those shows to be all the way out and then pay for a month. (laughs) Yeah. Um, The other one is uh, Dexter. 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 I need to watch the new Dexter. I haven't. Um... I watched the first episode. That's all I could watch. I I like. I was so angry at the ending, that way back when, and so like I know they made more, and I just, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure I'm over it. <laughs> you could try to watch the first episode and see that's all yeah. i've seen and i thought it was pretty well done to kind of like i hate the ending too i hate it um to bring it back from that ending because he's still there yeah trying to have a normal life they didn't, but they that was the thing that annoyed me about yeah the ending was i yeah Meh. the all the character development like just kind of went out the window and then <laughs> I, I love when my eds like shows itself <laughs> <laughs> yeah i noticed that when you're holding the phone yeah. my fingers don't really do that but it's more on my hips and stuff that i have the most noticeable Let's see my I skin put my foot behind me. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh now that my hip's feeling better now it's gonna be hurt when it uh wears off <laughs> yeah it's good the injections helped yeah my microphone keeps switching there we go switch back i think i'm touching the cord when i move yeah it did help a lot and now i notice more pain in the hip that they didn't do the injection in naturally because i'm like oh wait that one does hurt too it just didn't hurt as bad (laughs) um 
but yeah it's definitely i definitely feel where there's another pain that he was talking about um that's running down the back side of my leg of my my booty is that Um, your sciatica i'm not sure it's it might be but i don't know where it's coming from like my lower back somewhere yeah because you guys love hearing about my pains pains. (laughs) yeah my sciatica is like I don't know. It's been an issue since I was a teenager, but it's like evolved over the years. Like after my surgery, it changed where like now I feel in my foot more than my glute. So it's interesting, but I get injections for it. And yeah, I feel it down my leg. And when I'm having, when, when my muscles are more tense in my lower back, when I've gone for a hike or after a photo shoot, it's all the way down my leg, but all the time it's in my butt. Yeah, that, that part doesn't go away. Yeah, there's some stretches and stuff that you can do, but you gotta be gentle. Yeah, but it can help. You know, I do the one where I'm on all fours and like hula hoop my butt around really slowly. Yeah, I haven't. I have not been told to do that one. Um, <laughs> the, my physical like the, therapist told me. Yeah, to. like the happy baby pose and. There's a one that's specific for the piriformis and stuff, but can also help open up like where the the sciatic can be pinched in the glute area and stuff. This one, so that one that I do is supposed to be good for a couple of things, but it loosens up the lower back and it engages your abs, like your abs at the same time. But yeah, I should do more things than just that. Yeah, I'm supposed to do physical therapy and they called me, but I haven't like, like, it's like an hour and a half away from here. So Mine, I'm too busy yeah. for that. Mine's I need two hours to, away. Yeah, I'm like, I need to, um, I need to see if we can find a place that's closer now that I moved because yeah. I don't, I don't know if there's anything up here, but plus My like, God. I don't really, I can't really afford the copay and, and that's a whole other thing. Yeah, mine is, there is one here that I hate. And then the next closest one is to uh probably an hour and a half. I could probably find one an hour and a half away. But if I want to go through the same place as my doctor, it's two hours away. Yeah. And it's hard because like ideally you'd be going in multiple times a week and stuff and getting the hands-on stuff to get started and Yeah. There yeah. So I might start here just to do it but they don't understand EDS because I went to them before and they were doing things that were very detrimental to people with EDS and telling me to do things that just don't work for me and made things worse. And when they were, when I went in for my jaw issues, they made my TMJ worse and I was going for over a year and I'm like, this should not be worse. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I need to remember to ask my doctor if they can, when they do the injections, if they can do them in my, in my jaw too. Cause like sometimes my tension headaches come from clenching mm-hmm. and I try not to clench, but sometimes that's just what my jaw wants to do. Yeah. There's, I was looking into, it's not Botox, but it was similar to Botox for certain areas that I tense up a lot to try to 
break the habit of doing it. <laughs> yeah. I have like, uh, I just got in the habit of always making sure I push my tongue to the roof of my mouth because it creates a gap mm. and um, that helps. It took a while, like it took a couple months to really establish, but like sometimes when I'm doing stuff, I'm too focused on the other stuff. And then I don't realize, especially if I'm hurting, you know, I'll like clench to kind of like, you know, hold myself and it that I won't be aware of it. And then it starts the cycle again. And then I have to be aware of what I'm doing with my mouth again. And it sucks. Um, yeah, I, I clench my jaw in my sleep, which is really hard to break that half. Yeah. <laughs> I used awake. to sleep. I used to sleep holding my chin like this, like, so it would force it open a little bit and it's gotten, it's gotten a lot better because of that. I would, that's actually, similar to what I would do so when I was having a lot of my jaw issues um and having a lot of nightmares that's usually when it happens um I'd fall asleep with my tongue between like like this Mm -hmm. so that my jaw wasn't closing all the way yeah they make Uh, like a thing you can wear to help with that I have a mouth guard (laughs) no mouth guards are no, I mean, they have a thing that literally, like, it's does, like, it holds your tongue. Oh. Makes it easier to keep your tongue between your teeth. No, mouth guards made, made my teeth issue from clenching so much worse because I just, like, cracked the mouth guards. It just, like, gave me something to chew on, you know? That's the, so I feel like that's what I do. I feel like I'm, like, the sensory from it is me, like, chewing on the mouth guard. Yeah. So it's, clenching is, uh, so mouth guards are good if you grind. They're not as good if you clench. Okay, and I don't grind. Yeah. Yet. <laughs> I'll only grind when they're special. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> so last night, uh, so for everybody, we're filming on the 29th of October. Yesterday, I went to a speakeasy that was really fun, and they even sent us instructions. We had to walk around the back side of the building to a door in the back. I, I posted a video for anyone who wants to go and see it, and they said, knock <laughs> three times, and then they he opens the door. He's like, oh, may I have your name for the list? And then I gave him my name, and he closes the door again. <laughs> he goes and like, looks at the list and then opens it back up and says, I can come in. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it was snowing. I'm like, it's cold out here. Yeah. You weren't you weren't wearing layers either. You were dressed ready no. to go back inside. No, I was dressed to be inside. Yes. I waited in my car because I got there early and saw there was a line of people. And I was like, I want the experience of going up and like knocking and like I'm gonna go up when everyone's <laughs> gone. So I waited until they were all gone and then I went in. Um, but it was really cute and I'm convinced that the drinks I thought it would be fine to drink the drinks because it was made from um their water their seltzer water I think they put something else in them because there is no way I was that intoxicated off of tiny little drinks (laughs) of (laughs) seltzer water but yeah there's no way there's no way because I the drinks I normally get there are just their seltzers and they're like this big and I'll have like two of them and I don't feel anything. These were like tiny cups. 
Mm. And they were mixing like flavors with the seltzer water. And I ate, like, there's no reason I was feeling that intoxicated. Yeah. (laughs) I'm convinced they were spiking the drinks. (laughs) (laughs) They made them special for the event. Yeah. So because they're not a, they're a brewery and they're not a bar, they only have a beer and wine license. So the drinks had to be made out of like their beer and wine or not, not wine. They don't have that. Their beer and seltzer that they make. And I think that they added things for sure. <laughs> <laughs> they were so cute. They made shots out of them. And I was like, oh, I'll have those shots because they're not a lot of alcohol in them. It's just a normal like drink thing. I took a picture of them. Um, but yeah, it was really cute. And everyone was in character and everyone was in their costumes. And it was the singer. She did three outfit changes. And she sang like modern songs in like a 1920s style. So like postmodern jukebox type thing. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. very cool. So everyone knew the songs and we're singing along and um and uh, where's the picture of the drinks that I took? Oh here it is. So these were the little shots. They're like in little tiny I took so them cute. all home. I took oh. a, I took home all the <laughs> And then those were the size of the drinks. And Normally, like I said, these drinks come in like these giant glasses. And so there's yeah. just, I had like five and they're tiny. <laughs> How? <laughs> That's uh, I would ask them in the future so you can plan for it. If, yeah. you, if they do another event. Yeah, I'll, I'll just drink a water. Because <laughs> <laughs> if I would have known, I would have just drank in the like beer that they had there because I they had cans of their beer that they make. Yeah. And I know those have just a normal amount of whatever in them. And I could have just sipped on that all night. But I was like, oh, these are good and fruity and they don't taste like much. <laughs> those are the dangerous ones. And my favorite drinks are the ones that just taste good, like mm-hmm. lemon drops or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't drink anymore. But if, you know, those mm-hmm. are I always had to like set like, OK, I'm going to have one and then I'm going to have two waters and then an hour and a half later, I'll have another one. And that way I can maintain the buzz without getting ever getting drunk. And without feeling gross the next day. Yeah. Because I already I don't. <laughs> yeah, I have weird, I have weird symptoms with alcohol anyway. So like, you know, even just a moderate amount is I get like um, zapping sensations and uh, insomnia for like three days. So it's not generally the less, less I drink, the better. I don't like that. I got the zapping from my uh, meds. Oh, my picture of the door guy is blurry. <laughs> oh, and they gave me some smokes. They had uh, candy cigarettes for everyone. <laughs> That's cool. And, uh, so yeah, there was me, me smoking my candy cigarette. <laughs> it was cute. Uh, it was cute. It was adorable. And it wasn't very much. It was $55 a ticket and it included all the drinks and food. Um, and then there wasn't really like you could tip the singer, but there wasn't really anywhere to tip any of the people like serving the drinks or anything. So I don't think they were expecting it. <laughs> I did. I tipped them, but like they acted surprised I was giving them money. So Yeah. But yeah, it was really fun. And I want to do more things like that. But Marshall doesn't do much. I live in a place that's close to where lots of things happen. And I have absolutely no awareness of anything that's 
like going on. So to me, like you'll post that you did this thing and then you like went out and did something and then like, you know, and it's to me, it's like you're always doing stuff. There's like so much going on there. And you're like, no, there's not that much going on. And then when I think about it, I'm like, I'm just complete. I just am so. But I, it, I wouldn't. I travel I, to do things, though. So yeah. a lot of the things I do are up in. So like when I went to the meadery for the chili thing, it was four hours from me. Yeah. <laughs> so there's I'm sure there's stuff here, but I, I mean, I don't even have anyone to go with. So plus I, I'm like risk averse for the covid. Yeah. So. Yeah. So Renaissance Festival is three hours from me. The. uh amusement park I went to is like two and a half hours from me so <laughs> there's nothing yeah. here so I was excited something was actually here yeah Maker's Maker Fair was an hour which was nice because normally it's in San Mateo which is more like two and a half hours mm-hmm. oh oh and then I put this book here so I could talk about it too mm-hmm. um so if you're watching if you're not I'm oh, sorry if you're not watching this book is called The Pangrooms by Paul Castle, and it is adorable, and it's sold out right now, but it should be back for sale within a month. Um, I got a signed copy, and, um, and the artist and writer for it is blind. He has um, a condition that causes him to basically be able to just see out of a pinhole like you're looking through a straw is what it looks like um it's called retinitis pigmentosa and it's not curable and so when he does the art for this he zooms in super like to one little area really big on his tablet and just does one little part at a time and then zooms out and like tries to see if it looks good together <laughs> So his husband helps him um, with it too. And the book was made because when they got married, they their wedding invitations, uh, the Matthew asked Paul if he would make the wedding invitations and do a art of them. So draw them as a couple. And he said, well, yeah, but I'm going to draw us as penguins. <laughs> and so their little wedding invitation was... Um, Ah, it's backwards. Ah, (laughs) (laughs) was uh, the penguins, and their names are what was it? Finn and what was their names? Pringle and Finn. And so he he made the book off of their wedding toppers were the penguins, and that's why he (laughs) drew them. So yes, get your copy uh, when they're available again. They sell them on their TikTok shop, which Lee also needs to be able to sell on TikTok shop. Right? I know. I got um, invited to join like another family hashtag and she's like, oh yeah, I'll put your stuff and then you'll like people will start following you. And I got like two followers from it, but a whole bunch of people like welcoming me to the family, but they didn't follow. And I was just like... I need the followers. I can't put anything on shop. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Yeah, that's that's weird. Even, that's... even the things that like should be getting me followers do not get me followers. Yeah. Well, your stuff is cute, and people should follow you. And you only need like sixty something more followers, right? It's not. It's not a lot. 
and I don't even care if people ignore me. It's I'll accept I'll accept that. I'm gonna start posting your TikTok shop or your tick your Lee doing stuff TikTok handle in the descriptions. Nice. Go follow. My my last couple posts though got like a lot more views and I don't know why. Like I think they must have changed something with the algorithm. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't really change like how many likes I'm getting, but like I'm getting like 700 views instead of 200 views. But if I'm not getting engagement, yeah, does it really matter? Yeah, I'm at 947 followers, so oh. I need 53 more. That's better than the last time I looked. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yours are getting more. Like the last like six got over 700 yeah it's weird i just i feel like they changed something with the algorithm i don't i don't think it's that because i'm not getting the engagement the engagement is not driving the views the algorithm's driving them do you, do you think if i sent you some videos that i didn't post like i can save them just the video and send it to you and you can of me wearing some of this stuff yeah i totally do that okay yeah we can try it then it gets yeah. like two views no <laughs> yeah yeah, I, I like I need to make new videos for my the scarves because it's that time of year and I, mm-hmm. I made scarves last year and I only sold one. So I still have them. And um, but I'm going to see if my daughter in law will wear them for me so that because I don't I'm not I just don't feel good showing my stuff in videos. Um, so like I think they'll look better on her and um, show them off and see if I can get some sales those strand ones i do are like really cool and i just i feel like the right people need to see them and then they'll sell because and if they sell then i can make more they take me like 40 hours to make Mm -hmm. so that's why i only made a couple of them but and then if people start posting videos of them wearing them yeah then uh, i can make more i can watch so much tv while i make those (laughs) I'm in the pro so I made the so I had that order of eight hats and I have them over there but the guy's not writing me back of which type of fur he wants because I have two different types right now and they're very different looks and so I'm just gonna do one because he didn't get back to yeah me. he didn't get back to you Ooh, lipstick fancy fancy lips mm-hmm. Oh, we have fancy lips. Uh, yes, we have more listener tales. I don't know if you want to do them or not. Um, we can. I we can. Well, I'm like, I just brain farted. Um, yeah, I was just like, how long? Have, I can't tell. It doesn't show me how long we've been recording. Two hours. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I yeah, think cause... two hours is good. We can record another because we're gonna record again on halloween yeah that's true it's true um and now you're all just listening to us just chat (laughs) (laughs) so thank you for coming (laughs) frightening frown for this listener tale episode and make sure you follow lee doing stuff on tiktok so that lee can sell stuff on the tiktok shop which was accepted, and then they said afterwards that she needed more followers. 
They don't even they don't even tell you. That's the crazy thing. They let you set up the shop and then and then the options to add items simply isn't there. And I had to Google it and the information is not even on TikTok. It, I got the information from other other resources that are like, you have to have a thousand. So you have to have a thousand to even add a link to your bio, which is ridiculous. And then and then like a thousand to add stuff to your shop. But you can do the the other kind of shop where you're selling where um, you're other people's stuff. Yeah, you can do that. Like if I wanted to sell other people's stuff, but I don't want to. I want to sell my stuff. Will other people be able to sell your stuff? Probably. And like get a percent or whatever. So like if someone bought something from you and then they like had an affiliate type program with you. Yeah, because I think like anything that's in the shop, you can like add it to your shop. Okay. I don't even know how TikTok's making money off of that right now. No, they probably just take a stupid amount of a fee. All I know is I'm really tired of seeing the affiliate videos because that's like what I see the most of. And I don't even care about any of that shit. It's all like plastic stuff that's going to ruin the planet. And I'm just like, I don't care. And it's all like stuff off Amazon. Like it's not your stuff. And yeah. And it's stupid because it used to be like every fourth video was an ad of some sort, but now those don't count as ads. So it feels like every like fourth video is an actual video and the three before that are all ads. Yeah. And it's people being like, look at this piece of crap that I bought and it's so cool and I'm going to use it twice and I'm going to forget I have it. And then in three years, when I go to clean out my closet, I'm going to like donate it or toss it. Tell like, us how you really feel, Lee. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the inside of my head. But <laughs> no, but I agree with you. Uh, it's annoying, and TikTok has to be making money off of it for them to be do pushing that so much. Yeah, but you can actually buy these books. <laughs> TikTok shop. Um, he sells his art too. And right now, TikTok shop, if you haven't bought from there before, you get 50% off too. And the the person making the stuff still gets all the money. So that's how I don't know how TikTok's making money. But that just tells you how much money they're making that they that it's that they can mm-hmm. do that. I mean, with like because like stuff like um gifts, like if you're alive and someone sends you a gift, they make, you know they take 50%. Like, yeah, they take so they take the value if you if you spend $10 on a gift, the value of the gift when it's sent to that person is $5 and then when you go to when that person goes to cash out the gift, they get 250. Mm-hmm. So they're actually taking like was that 3 quarters? Yeah. yeah. That's true. That is true. Cuz I was looking at it and some of the bigger creators do get incentive programs where they get more of the gift money which is still dumb because they're the ones getting so much. Yeah. <laughs> but I get it because TikTok's making money off of them too. But yeah, some of these lives where you're seeing people make like their take home being like $125. And, that was people. <sighs> yeah. The collective like people spent like $600 to do mm-hmm. that. And that all went to TikTok. And yeah, that's why I'm like, dude, cash up. Venmo, yeah. you want to send me money? I have a coffee, like, you know, um, Patreon. and that's nice. Yeah. Patreon, Patreon, co- the nice thing about coffee is they don't, they don't actually take a fee. So oh. like, 
you know, you can buy me a coffee for five bucks and I get the five bucks. But, you know, Patreon's great because it's like a reoccurring, you know, support. It's Mm -hmm. there's so many other ways to support creators that you like besides TikTok stuff, which is basically just ripping all of us off. Yeah, which is fine if you already have the coins or whatever and you want to like support them. And it does actually help if you do the heart me, which is only one coin. And so it's not really they're not making any money off of that, but it bring the more of those that the person has from going live, the more it's on the for you page. So if you have an army of people who are paying one coin a week um, towards you, then you have like this large base of people that it gets pushed out to them every time you're live. And then it also pushes out to more people because of those people showing interest. So that actually does help creators giving them gifts to an extent helps them because it puts them on the for you page more, but liking the video and getting them over like 10,000 likes pushes them more. Every 10,000 likes pushes them on the for you page more. So if they're live tap the screen, yeah, all the free things you can do to help people. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah silly life and games and having to figure out algorithms and it's exhausting it is and it's like so much of it feels like so irrelevant and i'm like i just want to make stuff and like yeah. i don't even care about that stuff but then you have to care about mm-hmm. it and to reach an audience and the audience some people are like oh i never even seen your stuff and it's i've been following you for a really long time and it never comes up and i'm like this that's stupid yeah i can tell that that's how it is for most of my followers because most of my engagement is from people who do support for support so they're mm-hmm. coming if, if i didn't have those people my engagement would probably still be like it was last year which is like 20 likes and you know and yeah. I have 6,000 followers. That's crazy. Like, it shouldn't be like that. No. And I, and I know your numbers aren't much better than mine. And you've got like three times, four times as many followers. I have 37,900 followers. So you have like six times. Five times. <laughs> and I don't know where they are. Like, a lot of them do engage sporadically. It's like I have groups of people that are my friends. So I have like the rotten community. And if I use certain hashtags, it does get pushed out to them. So if I use like the rotten type hashtags, they do see those because they engage with those hashtags a lot. And then I have like the cosplayer community that the same thing, my cosplay stuff sometimes gets pushed out to them, but there's so much cosplay stuff out there that I feel like it doesn't always. Then I have my comedy. (laughs) And then I have my engagement with uh, misogynistic pigs. Yeah. (laughs) And that one gets the most views. <laughs> Those are like my least favorite videos. I don't. I, I, I'm literally like, I'll be like, oh, she's doing it again. Okay. Because <laughs> for me, I just don't like that kind of, like, I don't want any kind of drama in my, in my yeah, feed. Yeah. So, but, but I still like go through and make sure I give you the view and the like and all that stuff. So um just because Uh, i'm a supportive friend but those are the only videos that make me money too and i'm like these are my least favorite videos to make they're my least favorite videos in general and they're the ones who make me money like that day a few days ago i made like five dollars off of one of those videos wow like people (laughs) give gifts within the video or how no from my views so i'm in like the beta program so my videos that are over a minute long um, have the ability to make money depending on how many views they get and one of those videos that I made 
uh, got a lot of views and I ended up making like $5 off a video. Wow. <laughs> I would never make any money because I never get a lot of views. And the longer <laughs> my videos are, the less views they get. So <laughs> once, so I switched from the creator fund to the beta program because they said I would make more money because I make a lot of it videos that are over a minute long. I was making probably about like 25 cents a day on the creator fund. So not a lot. And there would be random days. So like if I went live, I'd make more money because the views were higher and the time was longer. So it's based on how long someone watches your video and it included live. But when I switched to the beta, lives don't count. Duets don't count. Stitches don't count. And nothing that is friends only counts. So (laughs) only my videos that are over a minute long aren't a stitch. Don't have like... And everyone has access to it, so it has to be public. Qualifies. I've only made $10 since I switched. And five of that was on that one video. And I switched in March. So not, definitely didn't, definitely not making more money. No. Not that I was making a ton before, but it was like every few months I would have like 40 bucks in there and I would take it out and do something fun. Yeah. (laughs) buy some makeup or hat or something or I would switch it into gift money if I didn't want to like whatever and I want to support people or whatever so I did that a few times but yeah because it didn't feel like my money it was like okay well I can do this and support my friends that go live and yeah um but yeah now it's like every few weeks I'll have a couple dollars can you switch back or is that one of those it won't let me that's rude that's super rude and now they're like making some upgrades to it and whatever but i don't like it and it sucks that it's those videos that make money because those are the ones that are over a minute long that i'm engaging with people or responding to a comment or whatever but i i thought that it would include stitches because then i could stitch a video talk about it and those get a lot of engagement too but they don't count yeah I can save the video, play the recording, and then do the video, but I can't stitch it. So I just don't even worry about it. And I just check every few weeks if there's any money in there. (laughs) Yeah, that's, uh, that's not, it sounds like a system that they're, that's saving them money. Mm -hmm. So they, they make more money. Yep, they make more money and you have to fight really hard for even more views to be able to make money and it's just silly. And then I I hate how the streaming works because I've been streaming games on TikTok and if you have you have to stream twice a week or else you lose the ability to stream. And That's- it has to be twice a week for at least 25 minutes, uh, which is fine. 25 minutes is fine. But like the twice a week thing and then you lose it and you have to reapply for it every time you lose it weird like too many rules yeah and like i'm not does it hurt them to have us like be streaming when we want to stream yeah like what is the what is the reason for that i don't know and then they had a beta for putting the podcast up so i put it up with the rss I haven't seen anything from that. I have no, like... I've, I've never seen podcast stuff on 
TikTok. So like, I didn't, I didn't yeah. even know that was a thing. It's a beta program right now for podcasting, but I don't even know if it's uploading them. Huh. So <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so yeah, you know, I haven't, I haven't been posting my, my, um, podcast blurbs might be this month because I've been tormenting boogie. And, um, so I got to go get back to that next week. I I'm going to work on that tomorrow to being Boogie's therapist. Yeah. So. Cause people keep being, cause I was like, I think Boogie needs therapy. So now people keep saying he needs therapy. So I totally want to do like at least one video or if not multiple where he's just, just like, you know, sh- shaking his arm and be like, you know. <laughs> like, and how did this one make you feel? <laughs> yeah. <the> video. <laughs> yeah. all right well we should we should end it awkwardly like we always do (laughs) (laughs) um i do have a couple of stories that i do want to do here shortly and one of them though i'm putting off because somebody that just put one out for the same story and i'm like no (laughs) (laughs) that I follow and I don't want them to think I was copying them but um but yeah I have like three that I have written up so we have amazing women and then we have several already scheduled guests this month too right this month I think I maybe I don't know if it's on my calendar then yes if it's not on my calendar then you better tell me so I can put it on my calendar because we have the one with uh the ouch is that a ghost and then we have yeah. one with ray the therapist i don't have anything on my calendar so i just i need to i just need to know dates so i can add them okay perfect i will let you know i have to go check what the dates were again but i thought i sent out the zoom for or maybe i didn't for the ouch was that a ghost or I, they were i'm not sure but i think it's the middle of the month the next month for both of them okay <sighs> well it was good to see you I feel like it was I feel like it was a long time like between it was it was like a week yeah like two weeks maybe it was like a week yeah but we'll we'll see each other again on Tuesday Tuesday two days and 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 for the people on the and the on the recording I'm I'm waving goodbye with my tiny hand and my normal size hand (laughs) Um, and as always follow us everywhere and like things and share them and we love you and don't drive off cliffs yeah don't do that bye bye